This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And after a completely calm last 20 minutes of that one, Ipswich launched their 23-24 championship season... With a win at Sunderland. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ, guys. Um, I love Freddie Ladapo, but you oh, I, I think you do not want to hear what I yelled at my TV when he didn't cross that to top. But we're going to be ever hope, so, ever so hope, positive. hope Enid wasn't within earshot, Ben. Do you know, she was being walked back through the garden, uh, oh, ready to well, go to bed. Just um, well. Joe, how are you feeling after that? Jesus Good, Christ. good. Brilliant win, isn't it? The first and foremost. I know it was a nervy end to it, but it's it, it's always going to be at this level now. We're gone are the days where we're just going to be rolling teams over three, four nil every week. These are this is what games are going to be like. We're going to retreat. We're going to concede chances. You've got better teams with better quality going up against you. But no, fantastic win. Dave, your your kind of emotional thoughts before we get into yeah, the game. I, I totally agree with Joe. You know, we we weathered the storm, didn't we? Let's face it, first twenty and and you know, Goodman probably the only thing he said right that you know all night they're probably you know um, we weren't you know we weren't used to that. Let's face it, they bossed the first twenty minutes. We couldn't get a foothold in the game. You know, we just couldn't put our foot on the ball. But um, yeah, once they kind of blew themselves out and we got the goal, it all seemed pretty. Plain to sailing, really. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's Ipswich, you know, we can't, you know, we can't do things easy. And towards, to be fair, in the last Christ, 13 minutes, we'll get onto that, no doubt. For the last, what, when when did they score 85? Well, I don't know. Um, it really looked like they had, and even before that, it looked like we had 10 and they had they had a full quote. <laughs> they, right they, had, they had 14 of that. To be fair, I will get into this. I thought their substitutions certainly had an effect. Well, let's let's get into all this. Let's just first say we are live um, right now. Obviously, if you're listening after the fact, you can join us live on YouTube each and every Sunday. Bit of a special one today because we're look, we're not going to be on Sky at five pm. Probably a game for the entire season, but we thought we'd go straight after the game. But do come and join us live. And what that means you can do is get involved down in the comments. Get as many of your comments. Get your opinions in. I'll try and put bits and bobs in, but we will specifically go to your questions later on in the pod. We love to hear from you live during the show. And we would love you to hit the like button whilst you and are here. Should we just mention at this juncture is episode 700? It, well, look, Rich has done a grand job. If you look above me on YouTube, yes, we should celebrate. I'm Dave, I've completely lost my head for the last 15 minutes. So, yes, I had totally <laughs> forgotten that it is. It Not is, the needs pointing out in Rich's banner, but even so, yeah. Well done, it is mate. episode 700. So if you've got any good pod memories from the previous 699 shows, but it's ridiculous, isn't it? We'll, we'll, wow. um, we'll stick them in. Um, look, there's. I know everyone's going to want to get onto the second half, but we will start, um, if I press the correct button, there we go. I still have to do it that way on the nice new layout. With the teams, Joe, as you'd sort of imagined... Um, I'll, I'll read the team. You give me your kind of 
thoughts or if you can get to your thoughts pre-game. So, Hladke in goal. We will discuss him at length. Um, Danassian, right-back. Wolfenden, Burgess, Davis, left-back. Morsi, Luongo, we were wrong about Taylor possibly starting. I think I think we we're fairly split down. So the pod was both right and wrong. We'll, we'll say we were right. Um, Burns, Chaplin, Broadhead, thank God he started. And um, George Hurst, uh, your thoughts then, Joe, on Kieran McKenna's solutions for the absences? Yeah, it's just the... It's the team that rolled through the end of the season last year, isn't it? The the team you associate with the promotion bar, sort of Harry Clark and Christian Walton, who are both unavailable for different reasons. And I guess the big call was Luongo or Jack Taylor. And I think maybe Jack Taylor may be a little bit disappointed that he hasn't been able to grab the shirt in pre-season because I assume he's been signed it, signed to start effectively and he, and he hasn't started. So, but Luongo... Superb today. I think you needed him in there. You needed that championship experience, which he which he has got, and he was probably our probably him and Leaf Dave thought they were our best players. To be fair, yeah. Um, What was your what was your take? Um, And can you can you pick up um, Dave on Joe's point? Why Luongo instead of Taylor? Do you think? I think again, sort of the whole momentum thing from last season. Really, him and Morsey were absolutely fantastic for that that last spell of games, weren't they? And and like Joe said, yeah, a good several eyebrows were raised. You know, Taylor paid good money for him. How many eyebrows um, have you got? Sorry, how many eyebrows have you got to raise several? Well, you know, um, not just me. <laughs> cumulative, cumulative brows. Collective raising of eyebrows. Um, and yeah, like Joe said, I thought Luongo was fantastic, absolutely superb. I thought actually he was our probably our probably our best player. You know, just I mean, you know, great for his age. Kept going right through, right through the full. I was going to say ninety. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> whatever it was, hundred and three. Sorry. Um, just yeah, I thought he had an absolutely brilliant game and justified. Um, just more than justified his selection, I'd say. Uh, Sunderland, uh, Dave, we'll stick with you. So the highly rated Patterson in goal, Sirkin and Hume, more from him later, the fullbacks, still having to play Luke O'Neill at centre-back with Dan Ballard. Transfer rumours about Danny Bart, who Christ, we expected. That, that, that Ballard's a unit, isn't he? Jesus, man, he's yeah. huge. He was having fun with Freddie at the end. Uh, speaking of huge, Equa and Neil in central midfield, Clark, Bellingham, Roberts, and as Rich sort of um, guessed, um, it says Samedo on the screen, we'll call him Hamir. Um, your thoughts on a championship playoff semi-final achieving team, Dave? Yeah, I mean, for the first 20 minutes, clearly their wide men were, they were as we thought, as we said on the pod, as you guys said on the pod, the wide men were the, you know, with a big threat, really. Bellingham with some Bellingham with some quite nice, um, nice touches there. Looks a looks a player. Um, yeah, I've always always quite liked Luke Nine. He's he's sort of solid, adaptable player, isn't he? I think he's filled in quite well. Uh, I think he's filled in pretty well at centre half there. But um, yeah, I thought the the striker Hamir up front yeah. was a bit yeah non-existent really wasn't. It? Didn't have the greatest games. However, again, you know Luongo, I'd say not far. I've got to say. I'd, Joe maybe agree not far perhaps behind Luongo and Davis. I thought Burgess was good today. Yeah, let's really in, strong. Let's get into this first half, um, Joe. And I've been saying for a while, um, it's it's never us. It's never us. And then I've also been saying everything has gone right since um <laughs> February the 15th, hasn't it? That first half, if we're completely honest, um, to go in one nil up at half time was falling in the proverbial, proverbial, proverbial barrel of whatever and coming out smelling of roses, wasn't it? Tell me about the first half, Joe. I think there's a few mixed metaphors going on. <laughs> <that one. laughs> As I said, my head's completely gone. But no, we 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 looked we looked very nervy at the start. The first sort of fifteen twenty minutes, especially like Hladke's first touch is a pass that he gives away. He's first then, about five touches. Was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Can I both, look, can I look? Yeah. Now? Both Fladke and Danashian were really struggling on the ball as they pushed down. Even someone like Morsey was getting caught on the ball. And it looks like there's sort of passing lanes opening up and he just was electing to keep the ball and then getting caught in possession. And it just felt the the pace of the game was just a little nice bit... Nice press from Sunderland, Joe. Yeah, the press. We, we struggled with that and we just weren't quite with the pace of the game. But, I, but to be fair, I did think after that sort of first 15, 20 minutes, 
it was pretty even from that point on. We, and we were creating more dangerous chances when you look at the chance Chaplin had, oh. the the little nice little play between Burns and Hurst where Hurst sort of fluffed his chance. Obviously, the goal. Um, Burns had a decent... Or Davis had the shot from the Burns cross, didn't he, as well? And so we actually started creating something. And I think that's the thing about the press. We, we were so used to playing against teams that were just bunkering in against us last yeah, year. Fair point. When, t- when we get through this press, we are so dangerous. Our attacking patterns look so good. They just... I know just the movement. And like I said, that Chaplin chance is a perfect example of that, where it's like the ball in, Broadhead takes a touch, the little back heel straight to Chaplin. It's, once we get going there, we really we really do move it nicely. We are we are going to score goals this season, aren't we? There's no doubt of that. And really, the only chance they had, and it was a big chance, was Eckler long shot, which Hladke probably should... You've got to push that wide, can't you? Push it straight back to Bellingham, who just rushes rushes the chance he should score he doesn't so we, we get away with one there but really that was that was it in the first half really wasn't that it? was the turning point really in the first mm. half wasn't it they score that you know they had most of the possession up to then and, and they're a bit really on the up then but yeah that was a, a big big chance and his set, um, set pieces were terrible weren't they and yeah they, they had yeah. a lot of opportunities to put good balls in the box and just didn't take them yeah I was just going to bring you in, Dave, by saying set pieces are universal, aren't they? It doesn't matter if you're in League Two or the Albanian yeah, I mean, Fifth just, Division. Just their delivery wasn't great, was it? It was flat, and we always seem, which is great, you know, we always seem to make the first, you know, make the first header, be it Wolf and be it Burgess. Um, yeah, we always just seem to to get there. You know, the delivery wasn't great, and even when you know Pritch later on in the game when Pritchard came on, still wasn't really brilliant were they you know normally you'd associate him with being absolutely on the button but yeah I thought we just you know you've got to give credit to the defense they defended them well but yeah the delivery delivery certainly weren't um, weren't great take me to this um goal I know there's never a bad time to score but 45 plus two is a nice time to score isn't it Dave yeah, does it? I mean, it, does it come from a corner? I can't remember what it actually. That, no, it's a throw, throw in, wasn't it? It, it was yeah. a throw. Burgess, you see, Burgess, obviously a pre-planned. Burgess sort of strides into the box, so you know what's coming. Danassian found him. Great jump, great flick. Um, good competition for the ball there. Um, oh, it's just great from Broadhead, and I think is it is it Davis who has? I think it's Davis who has the sort of like cross shot, which is you know towards goal, and it's just. It's, 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 He's it's got an assist already, Dave. It's instinctive, isn't it? He just sorts his feet out and 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 guides it in. Yeah, um, yeah. You could say overall the balance of play. Did we deserve it? Probably not, but you're going to take it, aren't you? Uh, Joe, I I agree. I think I think Dave's Dave's maybe um, not quite where I am on that. I was like, oh, hello. I'll I'll take that. I would have I would have taken nil nil very much at. At half time. Oh, no, yeah, so so would I, but you know, you know what I mean. It's um yeah. And nice to see a, a, a non-celebration done properly by just non-celebrating rather than signalling that you're not celebrating, which draws attention to the thing that you're trying not to yeah, draw attention very, to. All very low key, wasn't it? Fair yeah. play to me. Give me your take on the on the goal, Joe. Well, it's just I know we spoke like McKenna spoke last year about how we worked a lot on set pieces. In the previous summer, for something we were going to bring in this season, and he said one area they haven't worked on is throwing. So I wonder. Love it. So day one. So last year we worked on set pieces all summer. The ball pulls back. Lee Evans smashes corner home. This year we throw into something. So we're going to work on. And then day one, ball goes into the box. Burgess comes up. He doesn't normally come up for a throw. And then we sort of turn a throwing into a corner almost. And don't forget. And don't forget who's not playing. Harry Clark, who can launch. Mm, yeah, got the long for there, but I think it's really sharp from Broadhead. I know people say, "Oh, it just hit him," but he nice. really, he really gets his. He angles that ball in there, and yeah. it's one of those rare ones you could celebrate before the ball was in the goal because you could see it rolling into the <laughs> other side of the keeper. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to read that one from Neil down there. Will the club be doing a town in five plus thirteen? <laughs> 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 there we go. And um, keep the comments coming, guys. Right. We'll, we'll we'll get as many on the screen as as we possibly can. Um, into the second half, um, Joe will stay with with you. Much improved, wasn't it? As soon as the half started, we just were on it, and we were passing the ball. We were keeping hold of the ball. We were moving it up, and we were playing the game more on our terms than we had been in the first half. I think, like I say, post that first twenty minutes, we were sort of back in sort of level pegging, really. But second half, we sort of were really starting to exert some dominance on it. We really needed a goal to show that. Just getting back the first half, how do you see? How did you see the, pen- the penalty shout, Joe? 
Vanessa um, uh, Clark. Seen and given, I'd say on that one. Mm. It's, he sort of got the he got the wrong side of him, didn't he? And where he'd yeah. gone, looked to go shoulder to shoulder, he ended up sort of going shoulder to back. So, but I think the fact he went down quite easily probably didn't help his cause. Yeah, when he blew off, oh here we go! <laughs> Delighted to see the free kick go our way. Yeah, mm. yeah, very, very strange because it was the exact thing. I was I was at Leicester Coventry earlier. It was the exact thing we saw a team just coming out at half time and. You know, look, looking at looking a different side, which um, which can take us up to. And Joe, I said before this game, I don't care if we don't win as long as George Hurst scores, and we can say, right, he's put that to bed. He never scores at Championship level. Yes, he does, Joe. Yeah, and some goal as well, wasn't it? Uh, From Broadhead. It was, it was really this um, slide rule. A little bit of movement, wasn't there? We were sort of, you could see we were starting to probe on the passing and there were some nice little balls into the feet of the players. And then it just sort of, one of those goes into Luongo and he just does a nice turn, gets away from his man. It's pulled, but the a good bit of refereeing to let that play on. Mm. Gets the ball, rolled, and then obviously Broadhead picks the ball up and it's that on the move, that through ball, picks out the runner. It's a real sort of, pace on that ball he passed there doesn't he he doesn't sort of leave it there it's a real perfect ball and we mentioned last year his pass that he did to Chaplin for the goal against Peterborough away the assist for Chaplin again at Barnsley I think was it where he sort of oh no sorry at um, Charlton home the little dink ball that he put through there and no just really really good assist and Hurst sort of it's a, it's a good chance, but he's still got to take it. He absolutely larrups it, doesn't he? And keeper doesn't stand a chance, and it's I just think that is exactly what we it. wanted. So sort of lifts it in. I think you're right, Joe. The pace on the ball makes it. As if the pace on the ball isn't there, he's probably got to take a touch and cut back on his left check, foot, probably. No. Yes, I said, and just a confident finish. Absolutely buries it, doesn't he? As you know, we saw so many goals like that last season. It was just as you were, really, wasn't it? And I think he scored in all his preseason games that he played for us. So it's not. I know. Preseason is not massively important. But as a striker, getting goals is always a good thing. And like Ben says, this championship who did no goals in forty games in the championship is well, it's not no goals in forty games, is it? It's one in one now. That is yeah, that is yeah, the yeah. Start. been late to that, rest. Yeah, that is the real quiz. Now we think we know about football because we've made seven hundred podcasts. <laughs> Explain to me how a team can be in control with eleven players for the next however however many minutes. I thought we were really good couple of breakaways. Uh, we'll talk about um, what could have been an incredible goal oh. from um, from Connor Chaplin. As well. In fact, let's let's we'll go to go to Dave for a left foot shot from forty yards. Oh that my god! Hits don't the bar and a penalty stop shot it. straight after. Stop it! If only it hits the bar and drops in. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I mean the ball just breaks. He's just so alert, isn't he? First time from what? Just just think, just in the D or just perhaps goal side of the. D in the centre circle absolutely gets it spot on, doesn't he? Um, it's a bit like what he used to do on Soccer AM, wasn't it? You know, the crossbar challenge. Perfect. And um, oh, that's a penalty though, isn't it? The aftermath of that, it's a penalty, isn't it? Christ. Yeah, I mean, it obviously... seems so. The referee, oh. Dave, referees never play advantages for penalties because <sighs> why would you? Um, he seems to be waiting for the next shot to be taken. And at that point, his, his head's gone. But... Yeah. Um, what I will say, and this uh, I'll probably get dog's abuse, when you actually watch the replay, mm. Hurst is actually on his heels admiring Chap. He yeah, just maybe stops. he's not. And if, if he runs in, he definitely scores. Yeah, he's not quite than... set. That's a fair yeah. point. He's not, but even so, it's an assault by Ballard almost, <laughs> isn't he? Takes him like five, doesn't he, for Christ's sake. Maybe well, a little, look, I know we say it all, we say it, don't we? Maybe a little bit of evening it out. I know we say that. I'm sure it's not, but yeah, that looked the clear. But so, to be fair to the ref, I suppose in that one incident so much was going on wasn't it it was all, it Dave, was all once happening. he leaves it go two seconds refs yeah, never it. pull it back and give a penalty do they yeah so think... at least the good news is it was a deliberate attempt to play the ball so it wouldn't have been a red card it probably would have just been a penalty and a yellow card wouldn't it um, what, what was your take on that little passage of play well the, firstly the, the shot from Chapman is unbelievable it's just a little sandwich little lob wedge isn't it just <laughs> picks up there the keeper you could see he was panicking as he ran it's, back his, yeah. his face just drops wasn't it when he yeah. runs back but yeah Hurst I think maybe Hurst would have been better off trying to sort of control the ball rather than hit it first time sort of trying to use his body to bring it under control and I think at that point it's 100% going to be a penalty if he does that but because he's sort of trying to shoot but mm. the ball's sort of sitting there I don't know sort of what he's trying to do but it's yeah, just a nailed on penalty I don't know what I think the ref was still admiring Connor Chaplin's shot sort of <laughs> forgot, so forgot that he was supposed to be making a decision on it just yeah, so much right. going on wasn't there yeah yeah crazy um we do 
get um, a decisive refereeing decision when uh, well, we should mention uh, Ladapo, Hutchinson and Harness all come in with the game looking fairly well under control. <laughs> um, and then Trey Hume gets red carded, Joe. And I'm sitting there thinking, lovely. That's just what we need now to see this out. And would you agree with me, Joe? It was the last thing we needed in terms of seeing it out. Would have been easy with eleven, wouldn't it? Yeah, it seemed it was a strange one, wasn't it? It just it just seemed to really throw us what what to do there, and we just ended up retreating. And I say we we knew there was going to be a huge amount of time, so the clock lies effectively at the moment. When it's the 80th minute, it's not the 80th minute really. It's like the 70th almost because you knew yeah. you knew what was coming there. And I know it's going to take teams a while to adjust to these new rules and. I don't know, it's just, we just got deeper and deeper and sort of stopped conceding chances. And when sort of Hadke clattered Danashian, I, I just think at that point, Danashian's just got to go off at that point. He just looked yeah. a bit groggy from that point onwards. And and it's him that gets beaten for the goal. Circuit goes past him. I'm not saying Circuit wouldn't have got past him anyway, but when you've just had that big sort of injury, you, he obviously wasn't not cold. So I think you have to go off if you're not cold, but... You got dumbled on the bench. I think you just got to make that change straight away, don't you? Just uh, you can't you can't try and run off an injury like that. It's, you're you're just not quite with it at that point, and it just seems. And then obviously when the goal goes in, we we know what's coming. We know there's going to be a huge amount of stoppage time, and we know we're going to be getting deeper and deeper as we did. Nice, nice goal, Dave. I, I, oh, I agree. Sorry, with, really, I agree with Joe. I'm I'm loath to criticise Danassian, but it's a really well taken goal. To be fair, you know, Sergin yeah. um, kind of just he doesn't really beat him as such. It's a, a, almost a Davis move as he gets a ball out of his feet and swings at a ball in a good area. And it's a really good finish by Neil. To be fair, but yeah, they're um, which yeah, I mean, um, do you know what the crucial thing with um with the with the sending off gets the crowd up, doesn't it? Immediately gets the crowd up, so it gives almost gives them a lift, gets the crowd up, and it should, you know, it always you know, especially at big stadiums like that, inevitably it it happens that way. They needed something to give them a lift, and <clears throat> you know, I couldn't have felt hard done by because he just got absolutely done by Davis. And as someone said on the Telegram group, absolutely idiotic, wasn't it? But um, yeah, the crowd were roused, and I think as I said earlier, their subs certainly made a difference, particularly. The guy bar wide left. I thought he was he was pretty good and effective. And obviously Pritchard buzzes about. Um, yeah, we, but we kind of went into our shells a bit, didn't we? Well, Dave, let, let's try and get a handle on this because this is obviously a psychological thing, isn't it? Because the logic says um, you're you're two up and you get an extra, extra man. man. Yeah, but um, and, and I don't want to. You can probably go a bit of both, Dave. Sunderland need Sunderland need credit for just going for it. Frankly, they had nothing to lose. Our game management was absolutely hopeless. Yeah, not, not great. No, not we great. just could not keep the ball, no, could we at all? But no. I, I guess it's just one of those things that gets a life of its own, and one one team can't run and the other team are just attacking, attacking. Right? Also, I, I, do you know what? I think that just shows the character of a team because I know we've said it before and it's perhaps an old cliche, but Ipswich teams in the past under that bombardment just yeah, wouldn't fair. have seen it out. Would not have seen that game out. And look, it took as, as in the, hang on, 102nd minute, was it? It took an absolutely worldly save to to keep to, to keep us with the result. But um, yeah, it was a tough watch. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, really tough watch. That last that last fifteen minutes was yeah. So Joe, we've had this um we've had this kind of news from the EFL that um we're now gonna get specific because I always used to sit there in the stand and people would say, Oh, it's a minute for a goal and it's a minute for a sub and I'd be like, No, it's not. There's nothing actually written into the wording of the of the laws. But it actually it actually is now and We've we've had some big chunks of stoppage time already this weekend. I don't know whether whether or not thirteen is the is the biggest. But what were your thoughts when when that number went up? Yeah, well, I won't say them on here because we might use our we've got ad <laughs> revenue. <laughs> but I, it just I, I think it's right that they're doing something to crack down on time wasting. But the thing the worrying thing for me is it is like thirteen minutes. It's it's a long time, and it didn't feel like there was a lot of stoppages in there. If that makes sense, there was obviously the Danassian stoppage but that was about three minutes and like the other what? 10 I know, I know it's right and i know that these are the rules but it's like how how do you speed up the subs and goals to such an extent that you're not going to end up with 13 minutes if you've had two goals and eight subs in this in 13 minutes almost seems that they're added on a minute per sub <laughs> well <laughs> almost you got the goal I, celebration i'm still I know. not dave i'm still not quite at 13 but remember flag did get booked for 
time wasting. Do you know well. what? I, I I tell you what I was waiting for. I was just waiting during that period from a um, from, from a tweet from our old mate Stat to say, and it's probably there already. The latest Ipswich have ever conceded a goal or something oh. like that. I thought oh. it's, it's bound to come. You know, that's probably but, team close. <laughs> oh, it's got arc down. Yeah, oh, I was shades of that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, and then, right. then obviously people were then saying, oh, I remember Brentford first game of the season, two for, oh no. <laughs> oh God, no. yeah, that was on the first day, is that the very yeah. first ever pod day, first number, ever pod. Num- number one, as number one, yeah. number yeah. 700 today. But look, I, I, also, sorry, going back to the actual, um, the game management, I think the problem is as well that we didn't do the right things when we did have the ball because obviously Hutchinson breaks free and and rather than pass the ball to Morsey and be the be the quick guy Bad who decision. can then do that, he keeps the ball and we then he ends up with a nothing <clears> shot. And the Dapo gets away and ball is in acres of space coming up there. And I don't know I don't know if he'd have got the ball across to him, but but it's like we had two or three really good chances to do something to, to finish the game and we didn't take them. That, that's where you that's where you got to be better I think, as well I think as part of the game if- management. I think in perhaps give Hutchison a bit of a pass, fairly young and inexperienced, but Ladapo, there wasn't a lot of excuse for that, really, was it? He should get that ball out of his feet, and it's Don Ball. It's Ball, I think, isn't it? He's like, yeah. there's no one in the penalty area, but him. But, but Joe, I, I I agree with you, but I would counter by saying the the disappointment for me was the ball not sticking in midfield. That I, I remember hearing Mark Kennedy describing last year as a wave game that you never want to be involved in a wave game where it's just going back and forth and back and forth. And what we needed to do was be up the pitch. And this is for, I know they absolutely ran the tails off, Morsi and Luongo, et cetera. That's where they need to, because it wasn't sticking with Harness and it wasn't sticking with um, uh, Hutchison, as as you mentioned as well. And yeah, I I agree. Obviously, the, the criminal bits are when you're 2v2 and bearing down on goal and... You have to score, but it's, um, it's interesting. We don't ever look to make a sort of a change of shape sub on those, is it? Like, mm. it looked like a... he was going to at one point, Joe, and he, yeah. they were yeah, tinkering Jackson. with the three every yeah, time. Yeah. I thought Jackson's going to come in to the mm. right and he's going to drop ball into midfield. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, and I, I just think maybe do you just need that third body in the midfield sometimes, as opposed yes. <laughs> as opposed to a Hutchinson and a yeah, you sort of Hutch, Burns Hutchinson and sort of. Well, obviously Ladapa up there, but you're not really you're not really getting anything out of them, are you all? And it's like, could Hutchinson? Could you have just had him ball coming on in that position and just dropping into that free? But I don't know, it's difficult. He he obviously likes this system shape for it. Yeah. Well, so Dave, the 13 minute stoppage time. The other thing that was happening, and I should be very positive about this. There was some beautiful head it, kick it, block it, get rid of it. Oh, defending superb. and then talk to me at the end because oh. I think my narrative on Clagkey changed in the 102nd second minute and um, maybe his you make a save like that and I don't you, do you can see it coming even even those, those balls those balls when they were getting the ball so on an angle even those chip balls in the box weren't brilliant but that was the one they finally got right wasn't it and um and is it, is it, I think Neil, Neil, I think it's Neil again, isn't it? Or is it, Ball, is it Ballard? No. Who takes the shot? Yeah. It's the goal Neil. scorer. Yeah. It's Neil, yeah. isn't it? It's Neil. Um, does everything right, doesn't he? Everything right. Gets over it, volleys it, near post. And it's a good save, isn't it? Part, part of the post involved there, but he gets a foot to it. He, get, he gets something on it, doesn't he? I thought, oh my God. And um, yeah, that was a big save. And look, can only give him so much so much confidence and I think you can see the players going to him um, you know going to him afterwards because as, as Joe quite rightly said he had a very very shaky beginning of that game but yeah he certainly ended it brilliantly and, and made another good save after that actually did push one push one away wide didn't he so yeah it was um, I'd say we got away with and of course we didn't get away with one but um, yeah I don't it was shades of dare I say it we saw one or two games in the MacArthur don't Say I'm comparing this team to that, but you know, they're sitting back trying to protect the one nil yeah, lead, yeah. and you're no, 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 no. But yeah, like I said, I think ironically for them, the, the probably the, the probably sending off was the worst thing that could have happened, probably for us. So, Joe, we, we, we'll talk about signposts later in the season and stuff that turns out to be important, and we're going to have learned so many lessons from from this game. But given Clagkey may play, you tell me, 10, 15 games yeah. in a row. How important is that save at the end, given 
let's be let's be quite plain about this. It was a proper shaky start, like Dave said as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and he he's only going to grow in confidence from that point because obviously if that shot goes in, it becomes a game where he's effectively made one save, which he pushes back someone, gives him an open goal, and lets in two goals, and that that's basically his day, isn't it? But it it turns into a day where he mm. has made three or four saves, let in a goal that he could do nothing about and made an absolute stunning save in the very the very sort of dying embers of the game, gets up quickly and makes another save sort of shortly after it and you just end up saying, well, yeah, he can come away with confidence. He, know, he knows deep down in his head tonight, he has saved us two points there, doesn't he? Yeah. So, and that, that can only give you confidence. He has been the difference between us winning and drawing that game. And, and the, the team as well, because I think his nervous start just seemed to transmit right through the team, didn't it? It just, it just did. It just <laughs> and the bloody your... stadium day. Well, 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 and everywhere. It just, it just did, didn't it? And, you know, you, you know, the home, home support every time he then from then on for the first, what, 20, 25 minutes, got the ball at his feet. It was, you know, that sort of thing. So um, that certainly got to the team as well. But yeah, as Joe quite rightly said, they'll feel 10 foot, 10 foot tall after that. And there was nothing, that, and there weren't any other sort of footwork issues after the no sort of two or three at the start, was it? Obviously, that's two or three too many. But in the second half, his footwork was much better and he's much more comfortable. Yeah. But I do think if you have like Harry Clark, for example, at right back, it's a little yeah. bit easier to pick a pass to him because he's but ready Jay- to receive one and he's not going to give you them back to you as, as many times. Sorry to interrupt, Joe. It's you know when it's got in a player's head when um, there's a couple of times in the first half when he's on the ball and he's trying to prove to the universe <laughs> that he's okay with his feet, and you're like, "That's that's not normally what you would what you would do there." You're you're having extra touches. It's the lady doth protest too much, isn't it? And you're kind of like, "Come on, this this needs to not be a." Not be a thing, and um, especially given their press. Right, um, we got we got to get through this. Let me just throw the numbers up, and then I will get both of your takeaways. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see. For God's sake, if the idiot presenter uh, presses the correct button, you'll see a rather red-looking attack momentum <laughs> graph there up on footmob. <sighs> Let me give you some actual numbers, though, and given that onslaught at the end uh, 66 34 in Sunderland's favor on the possession 1.88 to 1.17 in Sunderland's favor on the xg uh, 20 shots to 13 in Sunderland's favor um, again that's padded by the last 13 minutes we didn't score most of those chances but the numbers are the numbers read them how you see fit two big chances to Sunderland one big chance for town um what, Joe, um, and then we'll come to you, Dave, what are your kind of, I know you've only just finished watching the game, what are your kind of big takeaways from this brilliant start? Um, big takeaway is, I sort of mentioned it earlier, but just the, the way that we have that extra space in transition and what, what we're going to be able to do with that space that we have. And and there are going to be some hairy moments at the back because you're going up against championship presses rather than League One presses. And there's some, there's some good teams there. And like I say, we've gone there. We've had a long game, a 105-minute game there. And we've gone there, got the win. And first game of the season, like ultimately, these players aren't going to be fit for 105 minutes at the moment. So I'd imagine there's a, a little bit of energy sort of coming out of the legs, sort of, that sort of nervous energy, a big, big stadium, big crowd there, and you're there, and it's your first game back. You are gonna, you are gonna be lagging a bit after sort of 75, 18 minutes, and, and we were, and we sort of, because of sort of Nashian's injury, we didn't really have the subs to to change it at that point. Someone like Burns was so important because he can win headers in sort of back in our goal, and you lose a bit of energy. Morsi and Luongo were playing well, but so you couldn't really take one of those off. But we, like I said, we were just losing, we were just losing a little bit of energy at the end. But this team is only going to get fitter. We saw it last season how fit they were by the end, by the end of the season. But no, I, I'm well. It's a, it's the best possible start you could have, isn't it? Going away to a team, like I said, don't remember. This is a team that finished in top six last year. This isn't a easy game. It's probably one of the hardest games on paper we could have this season. And we've gone there. We and finished nineteen three points. places above us, Joe. Yeah, and we've gone there and got three points, and I don't think many will walk away saying we've gone there and absolutely done a mugging on them. I think we were probably good value for the win as well. Dave, your uh, takeaway? Yeah, I agree. It was a, it was a quite a strange stat, wasn't it? I saw that. I think it flashed up on Sky that they only won seven home games last year. Yes. Just blimey, you know, it's incredible. Well, what a great way for Dave. Obviously. If I can just quickly come in there. Obviously, they were good away, and it was a low tide to get. Um, yeah, good into point. the playoffs. That number was, I, I think it was 70 in the end, or yeah. Joe, I don't know if you remember, 69. 
around there. Sorry, 69, yeah. 69. No, it, 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 69. There you go. Below 70, Dave. To get yeah, it in. was, yeah. So important. So important to get the win. Three points. First game out. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. You know, you don't want to be, all right, Stoke at home kind of fanciest perhaps for that. I mean, I think we looked at these first two games and the pre-seed fixtures and thought, well, yeah, you know, you've got Leeds coming up at home, etc. So if we can get four points perhaps in those t- first two games and you're, you're up and running sort of thing, almost the other way round, you know, point that Sunderland maybe beat Stoke at home, you know. Especially but, given, what, Dave, I, what we're about to discuss with how Stoke got on yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think my take on it for that first 20 minutes was just how quick and pacey they moved the ball. As Joe said, the press was sharp, wasn't it? Physicality, they looked strong, you know, Real, real. The physicality looked much, you know, looked 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 much at a higher level as well. But you know, you know, once we saw it out, um, let's face it. And uh, again, at the start, you know, you two to you take a point, but you know, they Neil scores with that last last gasp effort, and it feels like a defeat, doesn't? It? And you're really flat. All right, you're pleased you got a point, but God, you're flat. You know, Charl- think Charlton away last season, etc. So absolutely brilliant start. Three points. Off we go. Seemingly. Clark is, I think, back in training. Is he so likely to be potentially available next week? Super. Yeah. Take okay. it. Okay. And also, um, we... a comment from Rich on there, which is important. It's only the second time we've ever won at the stadium. And like, it's a ground yeah. we've got a terrible record. Like, we'd won one, drawn one, and lost 10. Only won once in Sunderland since 1989. We won in their relegation season, didn't we? Yeah. So, yeah. Red yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, we are going to have a look at the rest of the action over the weekend. We were the last ones to play in the championship. We are going to take your questions um, in um, a little bit after that. But first, we are going to say a giant thank you to Innovation Labs and hear this message from them. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI center of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you need a VPN to protect your world online, to allow you to change your worldwide location virtually, or maybe a bit of both, NordVPN gives you the freedom to do so. NordVPN also allows you to stream TV shows, films and even sporting events which aren't available in your local region, changing to a country which is showing that content, meaning you can switch as seamlessly as a Kira McKenna in-game tactical tweak with just one click. But that's not all. NordVPN can also look after you while online, preventing your card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, safeguarding your personal and sensitive information from harm. Think of it as a cyber Sam Morsey, offering protection to your own personal back four, but with far fewer yellow cards. NordVPN is available for the price of a cup of Bovril per month and one account can be used across six different devices. Visit nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast description for more information about the offer and a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee trial period. You'll also be helping out the pod by subscribing. Okay, so round one of the championship is over. I'll just bash through these um, scores, say a bit... um, about the ones I deem relevant. And if you want to dive in on maybe a game each that maybe pricked your attention, guys, come in after me. Get your comments in as ever on anything you've seen over this weekend. So Friday night, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Southampton 2, uh, relegated team 
getting the job done in the end. Uh, Blackburn 2, West Brom 1 into Saturday. Bristol City 1, Preston 1. Big win for Millwall. Impressive one that. Middlesbrough 0, Millwall 1. Norwich in the 96th minute winning 2-1 against Hull. And well done, Plymouth. We did predict it on the um, show that the, the fair wind is still blowing behind the Argyle there. 3-1, they beat Neil Warnock's Huddersfield. Um, our next opponents and all of their new players, Stoke, won 4-1 against Rotherham. It was Swansea 1, Birmingham 1 in Mike Duff's first game. At half-time, this was 4-0 and ended 4-0. Watford 4, QPR 0. You can tell us in the comments whether that's good news or bad news for three weeks' time, um, depending on whether they get their act together between now and then. Uh, Leicester 2, Coventry 1. Um, yep, Kieran Kin and Dewsbury Hall 2, Coventry 1, basically. Um, Leeds 2, Cardiff 2. Leeds, huge late equaliser there. Um, Joe, what pricked your attention out of that lot? Um, well, the sort of two games I watched, Sheffield Wednesday v Southampton. I thought Sheffield Wednesday were poor, really. I thought Southampton were okay, did, did well enough, but I just find sort of Russell Martin will incredibly dull to watch the passing <laughs> round at the back. But um, yeah, they got a win, but they didn't look too sharp. But they've, like I say, they've got quality in the tide. And again, I watched Leicester Coventry earlier today, and I thought Leicester looked like they're there to be got at a bit as well. They were so open on the break, weren't they? And really, strange sort of like really narrow t- formation. And three, two, they, five, when they've got the ball, yeah, yeah. But a lot of really, I don't know. It seemed a lot of round pegs and square holes there. So I think they're they're going to need to do some recruitment. So I think they might be the slow starters in the league. And I guess it's just whether this works, whether they hold their nerve and stuff. But I know they got the win, but they weren't all that for me. That's very interesting, Joe, because um, you and I discussed before, we had it the other way around, didn't we? We thought Southampton would probably be the slow starters, but I don't disagree with what you've said. Um, anything stand out for you there, Dave? Yeah, a few things. I mean, the Southampton game, you've got to think, looking at their lineup, <clears throat> there could well be some big personnel changes before Kyle the end. Kyle Walker Peters and his dressing gown you and cigar. Kind yeah. of <laughs> think so. In fact, I speak, I was down on the South Coast last week and met a Saints fan, and he didn't think Ward Prowse would even start on on um, on Friday. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. I've got to have a shout for Plymouth, actually, because in my 1-24 to on the Gab, I put mine, Rich put mine out on the Gab Sutton. Um, I think I put Plymouth at 23rd and got called a dick on, um, on oh. the YouTube comments, which is totally fair enough. In my defence, that was about two or three weeks ago before they signed Morgan Whittaker and Marley um, and um, Barley Mumba. Uh, Marley Bumba, even better. And, and Barley Mumba. So in my defence... <laughs> In my defence, I think Marley Bumba. That's tremendous. I, I think Marley Bumba is could be could be quite useful. Um, so, um, in my defence, that's that's my point there. But um, no, um, Millwall. What, what took my eye? Two like teenage subs. Uh, the winger created it. What a finish! What a finish! Dave, yeah. I can direct you to a lovely you're video on the Millwall, Benjamin you? Bloom Football Channel. Ten yeah, you're big on Millwall. To watch out for Remain Essay, the goal scorer. Was one of them, as was Archie Gray, who started for Leeds today. Oh, so. what a dynasty! What a dynasty, Archie Gray. So his oh, dad yes. was Andy Gray, um, and he's, he's hang on, yeah, his dad's Andy. He's some Gray, kind of he? nephew, like a great nephew of Eddie Gray. Yeah, Eddie Gray. Yeah, what well, his granddad's Frankie Gray. Yeah, you know, Leeds Forest Forest player. Yeah, bloody hell, I didn't I didn't realise that. But um, no, you know, other. You know, other than that, I mean, QPR. I did think QPR funeral down at half time. I did see. I did. Let's have a quick check that Andre Andre Dezel started, and he actually played pretty much the full game. I couldn't believe he, you know, he was the sort of guy four 0 down at half time. Gareth Ainsworth team that you think, oh, he's got to be hooked at half time, but in fact, he um he was almost onto the bitter end. But um yeah, that's not a not a good start for them. But you're all you're you're also quite big on Watford, aren't you, this season? Um, only for a bit of a gamble. No, they're no, no. Not, honestly, not not oh, massively. No, that, that was just me. Um, me. Um. Having a bit of fun, to be honest. But and Norwich, um, Norwich are known for scoring goals in the last season. Yeah, no. well, previous, previous championship seasons, maybe not last season though. Quite well, but I, last I, season with them together. Sorry, go, come on, Joe. I think I, for I'll the just atmosphere. leave that league table up there, shall I? I think Stop the atmosphere at Carrow Road. <laughs> there, there's not going to be a lot of patience in their fan base for David Wagner. I know, even no. if they win, it's, it sort of reminded me of when. Sort of Mick was here at the end, and even when we were winning games, as soon as we'd lose one, it's just straight onto him and losing in game. They 
he's he's not going to last season, is he? I always I always think when your managers like that, there's no point in continuing with them, is it? And I don't know they they just seem to be they're going to have to go really really well just to not have a managerial change this season. What's what's your take uh, on Farker at Leeds, Ben? Um, I would suspect he'll be in the top four, won't he? Um, with so, yeah. Yeah. with that sort of squad of players. Again, with the we just got this bizarre August where you still think Kyle Walker Peters and Livramento right. and Ward Prowse and A another whoever are gonna go from Leeds, Tyler Adams might be sold, there'll be bids for Sinistera and Nonto and yeah. you know at Leicester as well they'll probably and it's it's just a bit odd please, that's please not be all going to well especially after today yeah that's not mm. all all going to settle but um, would you like to see a round one league table uh, with we are in fourth position in in the championship ladies and gentlemen I will still, I will, can't, still can't get ahead of Plymouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Dang> Plymouth bang. <laughs> Well played, Plymouth. Yeah, that's, that's a point. What's going on with the show this year? The the the, the ITV show. What's, what's, is is that going to be the format as it was last night? I'm going to talk to you about that, Dave. When we've off um, air, aren't you? We're going off air. Recording. But I did see Dean Ashton at Leicester today, coming okay. walking out the ground. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you. His, I can tell you his views on it, and I'll keep them private um, as well. Um, right. <laughs> Shall we get into the? Um, Questions, guys. Um, anything you want us to discuss? Uh, and you guys are so well trained, aren't you? If you can help me out in the comments, just stick a cue before you question, and maybe a question mark afterwards. Then it helps me because the chat moves quite quickly. Um, can I just really quickly ask a, a couple I had of my own? Um, Joe, first time I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've seen Kieran McKenna lose it on the touchline in such a way when that penalty didn't get given. Um, has, there, has there been another... It's odd, odd for him, and um, we, we have the analogy of the, you know you're safe on an aeroplane while the air stewards are calm. It's, it's when the air stewards start thrashing about, you want to worry, and I have that with Kieran McKenna. What should take on that? Yeah, I... I guess he could just see that's the game sewn up if you get that penalty to score it, isn't it? And you're sewing the game up at that point and and it's so obvious, isn't it, that he just gets totally wiped out. He's just out, not but, been that emotional type um, of manager to because I, I would imagine he thinks that would affect the, the team if they see him losing the plot and they yeah. might get a bit riled up. He doesn't like Have that, he, does he? I, I don't think that's a... F- He's been booked before as a manager, I don't think, has he? So that was his, his first yellow. Yeah, true. But no, he normally has his little iPad and normally when a big incident happens, he goes and looks at the iPad and knows he's right. And then... <laughs> it's nothing on the iPad. It just has calmed down. That's yeah, what it says. <laughs> then mentions it in the um, sort of post-match press conference. Yeah, a couple of managers right. couple of managers sent off over the weekend. Corbyn was sent, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Someone else as well. Yeah. I mean, look, we've been on the pod. We've certainly, um, members of the team have certainly complained about time wasting a lot. And I, you know, I think it's great if you can stop players kicking the ball away. I mean, we have these ridiculous things in football. Don't start me on, quote, shepherding the ball out, which is literally a foul um, if you're not within playing distance of the ball and it's mm. just not a foul. And standing on the ball on a free kick as well, it's literally obstruction and a yellow card, but you can just go and stand on the ball and stop people taking it. So I'm, I'm kind of my um, pedantic yep. law follower. Um, I'm sure someone will ask about uh, Mark Ashton's comments about transfer rumours. Um, word, word it in there because um, I, I want to get the guys' take on that. Right, uh, guys, can we get reasonably quick answers don't um don't give us chapter and verse and then we can do as, as many questions as possible uh joe who's coming who's leaving from charlie um well the, the, interesting that edwards wasn't in the 20 today yeah. where you think is, is that one that he's going to be potentially one that makes way because it did always seem that edwards or jackson is probably the one or evans potentially that makes way for us to be able to bring someone else in with regards to the squad limit so i'd say that yeah, he's he's probably the most at risk because Hutchinson came on and played that role that he he played. Do you think maybe an injury there, Joe? Though, because he's had I've, a decent, by all accounts, he's had a really decent pre-season, hasn't he? I've heard he travelled. I just think he doesn't offer anything different to Hutchinson, really, does he? And you've got Jackson, yeah, who the only room, the sort of burn replacement. One. I really like I, I I really like Edwards, but yeah, yeah, 
You, you might be right. You might uh, be Dave, are the confidence boosts for Kladke and Hurst the kind of things you look back on in a few months' time as important? Very. I think we've covered that very, very much so. Yeah, your striker gets off the mark game one. Tick, massive tick. And yeah, after a shaky start, ultimately your, your goalkeepers then. Yeah, well, arguably Dave, a, ma- quickly, a match so, winner. Sorry to interrupt, Dave. Play the reverse scenario. Hurst starts on a scoreless streak and Clagge yeah. lets two goals go. So oh, yeah, it's, no, it's, they're it's, big. It's almost the, op- the opposite not happening as important, if I'm not stating the bleeding Absolutely obvious. Absolutely huge. And at that venue as well, whatever, I don't know, I didn't see the crowd, but I guess approaching 40,000 or whatever at that venue as well. So important, especially the striker, so important for the strike, you know, your central striker to get off the mark and... Yeah, as Joe said, what a brilliantly taken goal. Um, Dave, I'll stay with you so Joe doesn't get two similarish questions in a row. Um, any change in recruitment priorities for you chaps after that from Rich? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because, I mean, people have been crying out. Well, certainly people have been crying out for another striker. So I guess that would still perhaps be on the cards because at the moment, centrally, you've only really got um, um, Hurst and Ladapo. I mean, yeah, I think Rich perhaps mentions Burgess there. I thought he was absolutely super superb today and absolutely grew into the game his distribution was pretty good again he just wins he's so strong physically you know in the air um, well, that's just numbers of centre-back though Dave there's, there's one required isn't there surely still yeah I know absolutely is yeah 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 but yeah absolutely is so yeah you I, I wouldn't say no after today no I wouldn't think there was a change in recruitment philosophy I'd still say yes another centre-back preferably left-sided centre-back and a, and a and another front man and yeah perhaps there is room for another squad player or two also. Uh, Joe, uh, dad and son gaming world. What happened in the first 15 minutes we were so off the pace? What what, what, what do you think the cause of that was? It just seemed like the intensity was a little bit much for us at times. And and when you make one error, it just sort of compounds it. And we just hadn't quite got our, got to grips with the press. And I think that went from sort of from the back of the team to the front of the team. Every, every player was sort of holding onto the ball that sort of half second too long, making bad passes, making bad decisions. And it, just needed to settle down, but it was just, I know you're going to have moments in games when you're like that, but we just need to make sure you sort of come through them and keep doing what you want to do. Um, Thomas, I think we've done Hladke, so thank you for your question and we'll skip on to the next one. Uh, Dave, anyone else feel a bit bad for, this from Colin, a um, bit bad for Mogger given how much we love him um, as a club. Shame to see him lose his cool a bit. Oh, it's just frustration. It's the deal, it? isn't it? Yeah, frustration. I think the um, you know, the sending off was probably the final, the final nail that sort of tipped him, tipped him over the edge, really, because it, as as we said on the in the Telegram group, it was idiotic. So, no, not really. Just showing his just frustrating afternoon for him, wasn't? It? Especially you know after the start, after the start they had, and you know what, with a Bellingham miss, one thing and the other, you know, it had been extreme, as we said, extremely disappointed to come in at halftime, uh, certainly one nil down, and then you know we get control of the game, two nil up, and he's just yeah, he's just losing his losing it, isn't he? So I ain't got no no issue with that really, and he you uh, know he's he's just a, a great guy, Mogger, isn't he? Indeed, um, Joe Isaac Fitton. Of the newly promoted teams, who has the best quality? Now, it depends if, if you have factored Plymouth's home stadium into that because they're the best team in the world, let alone out of three at home. But what's your, what's your take, Joe? I'd, I'd say us by a, by a long way, to be fair. Sheffield Wednesday, look, they look really far off it still. And I know they've had a sort of tough summer with regards to managerial changes and recruitment. And I think they're going to be a different side. But like I say, I like Plymouth, but really if, if they finish 15th, they're going to think they've had a fantastic season where if we finish 15th, we'd, we'd have had a disappointing season. You can't factor in the goal from Marley Bumba though. It was John Barnes-esque <laughs> yesterday, wasn't it? It was John Barnes <laughs> against... Fair, fair part, it was a hell of a goal. It was John Barnes in a Maracanã, like a 1980, whenever it was, four. Maracanã. Um, Marcus Patrick Nash Lee, the quadruply named. Um, Evening, chaps. Great to see a ref not giving any contact free kicks. But how did you think our intensity was in getting back into defensive positions? You can split that pre and post red card if you want, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I mean we we just sat back, didn't we? After the after the red card, we sat back and pretty much invited invited them on. But no, you know, I thought up till then we were really well organised and in pretty much control of the game. I think they were saying on the comms that you know 
Sunderland were just completely running out of ideas. A big shout for Roberts. Oh, crikey. Some of the times he a good old fashioned, love to see that good old fashioned dribbler, isn't he? And um, yeah, he had one or two, one or two brilliant, brilliant passages you play from him. But um, he's not an old fashioned dribbler, Dave. He comes inside the whole time. You're well, an old fashioned dribbler. Just no, going down fair, the line. Get down the fair, line. No, more. he did. He did that. He did more than once. No, he did more than once. To be fair, <laughs> no. I, 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 as the game certainly as the game wore on, actually. But um, no, I thought our intensity remained the same. But yeah, after the sending off, we just sat back, didn't we? Invited it on. Ah, uh, the first. I'm trying to find more questions. Joe, that's a great question. Rob Raspberry. What was the biggest lesson the team learned today? I guess it's just the pace, isn't it? The pace of the, these games are going to be played at and you need to be on it from minute one in these games, don't you? And and we weren't today and we and it didn't it didn't hurt us, but it's just that that extra that extra bit of pace until you're actually in the league, you don't know it, do you? And Dave, what about the actual affirmation of going straight into this new league? With, let's be honest, loads of hype, some ridiculous hype as well, some sensible mm. hype, mm. and going winning away in adversity at a playoff semi finalist. So the, the confidence and the affirmation of oh, stepping up the level is amazing. You for can't that, put isn't a it? price on that. Absolutely superb, isn't it? You know, confidence will be confidence will be up, and yeah, ultimately, because with a Okay, it's more than a, perhaps a little slice of luck at the end. We saw, you know, we did see the game out. Um, it's going to give you massive confidence. Huge. Wonderful, wonderful. I think we're all there for the questions. Um, right on cue, we're going to say thank you to our good friend David for three euros on a super sticker there. You can um, contribute via super chat. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the next couple of weeks, not in any massive detail, because we'll obviously do that on the um, pre-season show. Um, just quick plug, if you'll indulge, just 20% off in the merch store for the next two days. It tells me here, Dave and Rich on the Naked Football Show on Wednesday, unbelievable scenes. I think we um, are. Pre-match is going to be live on Thursday ahead of the Stoke game. That will be at 8 p.m. And the flagship will be back um, to its normal time of 8 p.m. live next weekend. Do get involved in our Telegram group as well. Um, match day chat is a lot of fun. Even just for that, come and have yourself a two-week trial. Joe. So Bristol Rovers now coming up. We can talk in a fair bit of detail about that um, and then Stoke at the weekend. Um, the team will get back to Suffolk, probably warm down and whatnot tomorrow. What does the rest of the week look like and what does it need to look like? Um, I guess Tuesday you sort of is probably going to be your only real training session of the week, really, isn't it? When you look at the match one, sort of when you can actually go at something a bit more. But I think you're probably going to be making the 10, 9, 10, 11 changes for the game against Bristol Rovers, aren't you? So you probably want to keep the would first keep team the, Would you keep the goalkeeper in for a bit of rhythm? I would, personally, because I don't think Slicker mm. is probably mm. ready to play yet. I think he's been brought in as a number three. He's got three appearances for Rochdale in the Papa John's Trophy under his belt. You, just give Fladke another game, I think. He, he he is the cup goalkeeper, so you want to play him in the cups. I guess the only problem is defensively what, what bodies we've got to play the back because you probably... I don't know how the rules work with regards to the two-club rule, but if Elkin Baggett plays and then subsequently goes out on loan, you sort of, are you potentially tying him to that team for the season? I don't know if the League Cup counts or it's just a league, but so you probably don't want to... Oh, the League Cup counts... Yeah, you probably don't yeah. want to tie him in to that while it's still potentially going out on loan. So, yeah, it's just missing there. But, yeah, you, you want to give all the starters a rest and have them coming back straight at it for Saturday, don't you? Mm. What does your team look like, do you think, on... Um, it's, sorry, it's not Tuesday, it's Wednesday night. Wednesday. Did I say Wednesday, isn't it? I got, yeah. Sorry, I got that wrong. My bad, sorry. I'd probably go. Perhaps you see both centre-backs missing out and perhaps have a, 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 if, if it does stack up, as you said, with Baggett, having Baggett and maybe Don Ball... Dumbbell yeah. there. Well, Edmondson um, as well, isn't there? You think Greg Lee, 
Um, there will no doubt be a smattering of one or two that will that will still play. You'd think Ladapo, possibly Jackson or Jackson Harness, likely to get a start. I mean, you just look yeah. at the bench today. I mean, whatever team we put out, it's not like we've said this before last season, haven't we? It's, and you know, in the FA Cup games and the League Cup games last season, it's not like the bad old days when you're really putting out a really scratch side. It's still going to be a decent competitive. Dave, what about side, Jack whatever. Taylor and Omari Hutchinson? You'd have thought yeah. so. Yeah, absolutely. Surely yeah, get, okay. give him some legs. Um, interesting to see, as Joe said, you know, um, as Joe said, Edwards travelled, but not in the, the squad. Um, whether he gets a, you know, whether certainly he gets a start, or at least certainly on the bench. Um, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, quite a few changes. I think quite quite rightly too. Joe, um, Rich and Seb will deal with this in proper detail, but. Um, my threat level for Stoke has probably trebled since about, as we got to a point about three weeks into July where Alex Neal had signed Dan Johnson, who we had at Preston, and um, Ben Pearson, who we had at Preston, he had on loan. And it's all gone a bit wild after that. And uh, look, a lot of people have got Rotherham finishing low down. I, uh, I get it. But Rotherham survived last year, of course, didn't they? Um, has your threat level gone up for, for this Stoke game, or are you in Dave's camp of three points in the bag now? You, you, oh, no, no, oh, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, th- I think you can relax. I don't, a don't bit mean to misrepresent Dave. Go on, go on. I, Jeff, I think the problem you have, and it's something that Stoke obviously got over as well, is when you haven't won a game yet this season. I know it's in game one, game two, the pressure soon builds up to try and get that first win on the board, and you don't want to be looking at the lead table and seeing yourself in the relegation zone, even when you're two, three games into the season. So you want to get you want to get a win to get yourself up and going. So it makes the game a very different game now. It makes it mm. more, probably a more open game than what was could have been expected had they lost their first game of the season. They come here just trying to think, well, we want to get a point. We want to get up and running on that side of it there. But Alex Neal's a good manager and he's done a good job mm. most places he's been. He's done, Stoke's probably the job where he's probably done least well last season. But they've, they've obviously been impressed enough by him to give him the opportunity to shape the squad in his own mould so he's now got the opportunity but we just have to hope we catch him a little bit cold with all the transfers I know they won yesterday but it's different being at home to Rotherham than it has been away to Ipswich and Ben with with Stoke I mean you know we've known him in previous over the years to be quite strong very quite physical side much the same you see this season yeah, you're kind of you're alluding to the Michael O'Neill Stoke teams, which yeah. were just huge and slow, weren't yeah. they? Frankly, yeah. they, they seem to have remedied that a little bit. Seem to have signed a lot of wingers and a lot of people kind of of Mediterranean um, sort of descent and um, you know from exotic clubs. So um, as as Joe sort of mentions, is with, with Alex Neal teams, it's all detail and yeah, functional stuff that. You, if you sat and watched with a pro, they would say, "Oh, look at that shape, look at that yeah. trigger," and what that yeah. we maybe as fans don't particularly notice. But um, clang. When I talk to Matt Jarvis about Alex Neal, it's proper. You know, <laughs> he, he's very much told exactly where he's to be every part of the game, and he was a winger as yeah. well. So um, yeah, but are you looking forward to getting back to Portman Road, Dave? <sighs> Gosh, that's good. It's good. Just interesting to see what the new, the, the whole new revamped pitch looks like, and everything else. Apparently, dimensions have changed, and it's oh god, I can't. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant, isn't it? Just to get back. Well, obviously, we'll see that on. Um, I'll see that on Wednesday evening. But yeah, it's going to be great to get back, and um, yeah, it's going to be a, again pretty much near to a sellout. You would have thought again. So yeah, just absolutely superb. What twenty, twenty eight thousand, perhaps twenty seven, twenty eight thousand there. Yeah, it's going to be great. Especially after, especially after the result today. I mean, everyone's just going to be up, aren't they? Well, let's just finish up now. Joe, I very much went into this. Take a point. If you give me a Hurst goal and a point, I'm happy. Oh. Just play well. Blah, blah, blah. What a start, Joe. Absolutely. Three points and one of our sort of toughest on paper games of the season. Hurst getting the goal. Kladke making the big save at the end. Probably if you wrote a wish list down of the things you wanted to see today, you probably ticked a lot of things off that, and and ultimately any. Didn't, I didn't have is... thirteen minutes stoppage time on my wish list, <laughs> especially not especially not a two one with five minutes to go. Definitely didn't have that, but no, it's it's just a just a great win, isn't it? And you can't you can't worry too much. Oh yeah, our game management was bad at the end. That stuff would all be worked on, but sometimes you just got to savor the savor the three points. 
You think you think Chaplin's shot goes in, Ben, and it's Chaplin's lob goes in, and it's goal goal of the season, done and dusted. Day one, game day oh. one. You know me, I like I like a team I like a team move, but that would yeah. have been one no, one hell of a goal. As Joe, last... just just to echo Joe's sentiments, yeah, absolutely couldn't have gone any better, really. Guys, brilliant! Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for the comments and the super chats, Dave. You're about to say something. Yeah, can I just look? Can I just give a shout out? Uh, a real long-term listener of the pod, and it, um, I was really taken aback and shocked last week. A guy, a guy called Mark, Mark Wall, old friend of mine, pretty much listened to the pod from day one. Um, at the end of last year, diagnosed with um, motor neurone disease, um, lives lives in Ipswich. So, yeah, just to say, um, you know, keep listening, keep listening, Mark, and um, you know, hope today, um, hope today was, uh, you know, gave you gave you a bit of a boost. Anyway, mate. Yeah, well said, Dave. Really, really well said. Um, guys, thank you for joining us for episode 700 of the Blue Monday podcast. We are off to a winning start. God damn it. We will see you very, very soon. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.